that are out here tonight as we have, <clears throat> we're in day three in our lesson about renewing the mind. Now we're still dealing with the subject about faith in our redemption. Okay. Now I know we got a few new people in here tonight. Uh, I want to thank all of y'all for, all of this is part of one family. Glory to God. If I had two more family like that, I wouldn't have no room for all of y'all. <laughs> I love Mexican. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. But tonight, uh, we've been dealing with a subject about faith in our redemption. Subtitle, because this is my last couple of weeks in dealing with this lesson on renewing the mind. So we talked about what the word redemption means. So the word redemption means to be purchased back. And we were purchased back with a ransom, which is the second half of that word. And the third part of that word is that we've been loose from all of our uh, stages of call what I call spiritual death. Okay? Now, spiritual death is the absence of spiritual light. Meaning, the reason for sickness, the reason for disease, the reason for sin, I mean, the reason for pain, the reason for sorrow, is because of one man transgression. So put this up there, Zach. <clears throat> uh, let's go to make our, let's make our, uh, this is what we call the Apostle Creed. This is, these are the beliefs of this ministry, and it should be the belief of every believer. Amen. So it doesn't belong to one church, but if you'd like to confess this with us, you can say this out with us. Now, one thing I will admit right here, you will see when we get down there to where it says the Holy Catholic Church, it's not talking about the Roman Church, Catholic Church. The word Catholic means universal. So it is the Holy Universal Church, okay? So when we get down there to that confession, don't, I don't want y'all to be alarmed. Some of y'all just knew of hearing me teach the Word of God. So here we go. Say it out loud with me. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe in the Holy Catholic Church. The communion of saints. The forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. And they everybody say amen. So again, that holy Catholic church just means the holy universal church. Why? Because we're not just, you know, we may have a title, a name here, but there are other churches also that is a part of the same belief. And that's why it's called the holy Catholic or the holy universal church. Amen.
And so this is these are fundamental beliefs that every believer should have down packed on the inside of them because this is access to God's grace to have a confidence and an assurance that you can be healed, be delivered, set free of any sickness, any disease, any setback in your life. There's nothing in your life or no place in your life that you could have gone, you could have done, that the blood of Jesus has not already paid the price for your freedom. Amen? The key to it is, is you receiving it. Okay? So tonight, as we deal with the subject about uh, part three about renewing the mind, I want you to go over here with me to Romans chapter 11. Look at verse 36. And we'll start our lesson tonight. Amen. Notice this in Romans chapter 11. Give them a moment to put it up there on the scale. It says, Lord, uh, no, that's verse 3. 36. 11. 36. Is that the last verse? There we go. For everything comes from him. And exists by his power. Is intended for his glory. All glory to him forever. Now put this in the King James. Oh, King James. And I'm explaining the scripture to you in just a moment. It says, for of him and through him and to him are all things. Now let's define all things. All things is what God, what the word made. The word, when it says of him, that means of the word. So in John 1.1, it says, in the beginning, God created. I mean, I mean Genesis 1.1 said God created the heavens and the earth. In John 1.1 says, it says, God, the word was with God and the word was God. Right? The same that was with God, where? In the beginning. Is that right? So in the beginning was what? The word. And the word was what? With God. And the word was? So that means... When we say all things are made of him, we're talking about what he made. Now, anything indifferent of what God has made doesn't belong to you and I. Now, it may be a fact. It's in your life. It's in your body. But it doesn't mean it has to stay. You make that decision. Look at somebody and tell them that. Say, you make that decision. Look at, look at him that young man. Tell him that. Tell him that. You make that decision. Is that right? So, so when he said, for of him and through him and to him are all things. So what are all things? So when we think about all things, well, let's go to Genesis 1.1 so you can get a better picture of this. So that you can understand what it is that God made and what it is that God didn't make. Because if I'm going to renew my mind, to renew your mind means, one word for renew means to renovate. Okay? Anybody ever had, anybody ever renovated into something? Before you renovate, what you had to do? Tear down something, didn't you? 
So in the mindset of the believer, in the natural world, if I'm going to renovate this room, then I may have to tear down some walls. I may have to open them up. But what is the difference between us doing this in the natural and doing it in the spirit? So what would I have to tear down in the spirit? Old way of thinking. Concepts. Hmm? Something that's put you in a place of defeat. Right? Faith come by hearing and hearing what? By the word of God. But watch this. <clears throat> so look at this for a moment. It says in the beginning God created what? The heavens and the earth, right? And it says the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God did what? Move where? On the face of the water. So notice this. Nothing was done until God spoke. The spirit was there to bring creation, but nothing took place, nothing transformed, nothing transpired until words were spoken. So look at verse 3. And God said, huh? What is that telling you? If I'm going to walk in the victory that is already mine in Christ Jesus, I'm going to have to open my mouth and say what the words say. Now, let me, let me add this while we, before we really get into this. You cannot speak uh, to a thing until you renew your mind to the word of God. In other words, you can't speak to your mountain with an unrenewed mindset. Do you understand what I'm saying? Why? Because if your mind has not been renewed or renovated or restored, then you will not be able, the Holy Spirit will not be able to go in there and give you light. Light means to give you understanding so you can comprehend, so you can see. You can't see these spiritual truths because that's what they are. They're spiritual. But it takes the power of the Holy Ghost to enlighten you, to show you what you already possess in your born-again spirit. Okay? Your spirit has all the essence of who God is. That's why I said, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. The only reason why I'm showing you these verses of Scripture because nothing came about until God said something. So if you keep your mouth closed, then you lose by default. Let me say that to you again. If you keep your mouth closed, then you lose by default. You follow what I'm saying? Notice this. Next verse. No, jump down because of time's sake. I only got 45 minutes, so I can't. Uh, uh, verse uh, uh, 10. Look at verse 10. Go back to verse uh, 9. And God said, you'll see in this chapter here, 11 times, and God said. So now what is that putting you in position? What do you have to do? If God said, then what do you, you and I have to do? You have to say something. But remember, if your mindset is unrenewed, and if you speak out of an unrenewed mind, then the Holy Spirit don't have anything to work with. It can't give you light. It can't give you understanding. It can't give you the insight of how God did what he did. An example. If you say, oh, 
I'm getting old. I mean, I got people younger than me, way younger than me. Oh, I'm getting old. Man, I can't, I can't keep doing this stuff like this. Huh? My, you know, my back is, is going out. Old Arthur trying to catch up with me. I got, I got arthritis in my hand. I can't hardly. Huh? What, 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 what are you doing? You are calling for something that be not as though they were. Hmm? Watch this. And God said, let the water under the heaven be gathered together in unto one place and let the dry land do what? Appear. Now, why was the water gathered into one place? Think about this for a moment. There are seven seas, four oceans, I think. Okay? What is holding all of this body of water in one place? We don't have enough man-made equipment, material, to keep any of the Atlantic, the Gulf of Mexico, the Pacific, or whatever ocean from coming in on itself. We could actually drown today. What's holding that water? In its place. We all love going to the beach. What are you, what's holding that body of water in its place? I don't care if you have a hurricane. It, the, the, the seas are the, 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 what do you call that? The tidal waves may get up 20, 30 feet. It may go 100 feet inland. But once the storm is over, what does it do? It go back. Right? Why? Because that's how God ordained it. He didn't ordain hurricanes. Now, you can stop a hurricane from damaging your property, that water don't have to get that high. See, I lost some of y'all. I could feel I felt it right there in my spirit. He just said, no, no, he didn't, he didn't lost his mind. Are oh, you understand what I'm saying? If you're gonna walk in this victorious life, the reason why I'm showing you this because this is how you're supposed to speak. This is how you're supposed to think. The purpose of the new birth, the purpose of you being born again, is so that you can come back to Genesis 1 and look at how your father created the heavens and the earth. And when you're in your world and in your life, when things are out of place, when things are chaotic, when there is a crisis, you're supposed to be one that don't fall apart like a $2 two, uh, suitcase or 10 miles of toilet roll. You're supposed to be the one to say, wait, This is not how God created this. If anybody can put it back in its place, it's you and I. I didn't get one amen. Huh? I'm telling you, the enemy love for you to keep your mouth closed and love for you to, I mean, do you understand how, how blessed your ears are? To hear that you have authority in this realm right here. And to walk and actually live it. And get the results of it. Watch the result manifest before your eyes. 
The reason it doesn't happen as it ought to in most of our lives because we really don't believe the word. We qualify ourselves. Well, you know, that's for people like you. You call to the ministry. Or that's for people like Brother Johnny, whatever. No. You disqualify ourselves by outward standards. Your flesh didn't get saved. Your spirit got born again. God, God fellowship with you through your born again spirit. Hmm? God want instead of you talking to God about what's going on or praying to God to well, how is this going to change? Well, why is this happening to me? God is saying, hey, don't talk to me about this. Talk to your mountain about what I've already done for you, and I'll see, I'll look in and see what you did about it. I didn't get another, I didn't get no amen on that. <laughs> so what did God say? Let the water do what? Under the heaven be gathered together where? In one place and let the dry land does what? Appear. We're living on dry land not because of some you know, perfect engineering or whatever you want to call it. No, it's there because God spoke it. The seas, the ocean are held together in one place because God spoke. You and I are born again. Watch it. Look at, let's jump, uh, I'll go to verse 10 for a moment. And God called the dry land what? Earth. And he gathered together the waters, and he called seas, and God saw that it was what? That means you could see what you said come to pass. That is the purpose of your new birth. The purpose of you being born again is so that you could see like God sees. You can say like God says. Hmm? Jump down here to verse 26. I'm just jumping for because of time. Now, this is going to get real interesting right here. I want everybody to read that verse. Can y'all see that back there? Y'all got good eyes back there? Okay. Come on up. Let's read that together. Ready? Read. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the fowl of the air, over all the cattle, and over all the earth, and every creeping thing that creepeth up on the earth. You even got authority over the creeps, huh? Think about that. Look what he said. And God said, let us make man in our image, or after our image, in our, I mean, in our image, after our likeness. So two things that you have, image and likeness. Now, what you going to do with that? That means image me, you're supposed to think like him. Likeness me, you're supposed to behave like him. Speak like him. But you have an adversary that tells you, 
Ain't nobody listening to you. This ain't going to change. I'm going to kill you, fool. And if you don't speak to your mountain, again, it's not what is happening to you. It's what you yourself is saying or not saying that causes the crisis in your life to deteriorate or even get better. This right here puts us in this place. Now watch this. Go to verse 28. And God blessed them. These are the first word man ever heard. And God said unto them, now be fruitful. Multiply. Replenish the earth. Subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, over every living thing that what? Move it up on the earth. Is that right? So the word bless, now you can put this down. The word bless means God said, now you are empowered to do what? To be fruitful. To watch over my earth. Look at this. Genesis chapter 2. Look at verse uh, 15. And the Lord God took the man, put him in the garden of Eden to do what? To dress and to keep it, right? Verse 16. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden that thou mayest freely eat. Keep going. But the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. See, that tree just didn't have good and evil. That tree had the knowledge. Hmm? So the reason why sickness, the reason why pain, the reason why sorrow, the reason for oppression, the reason for depression, it is because of one man transgression. I brought you to the beginning so you can see this. But the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For the day that thou eateth thereof, thou shalt what? Surely die. Right? So we know he ate off that tree. Right? Okay? Watch this. Fast forward. Romans chapter 5. Verse 12. Thank you, Lord. Wherefore, as by one man sin, what sin was that? Spiritual death. That one sin is what that man, one man disobedient, look at what it said. As by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin, so death passed upon all men. So that death, what he's talking about, is a spiritual death. So notice this, you and I didn't become a sinner because of what you were born, what family you were born in. You and I didn't get sick with a disease or this or that because of something you done that was your fault. No, these things happen because of one man's transgression. Okay? Now, how do we come out of this? Watch this. Now, go to uh, 2 Corinthians 5. 17. It said, therefore, if any man be in Christ, that's mankind, they are a what? New creature. Old things are passed away. And behold, 
all things have become new. Now, everything that I just showed you talked about where sin come from, where sickness come from, where disease come from. It came through one man's transgression. But now that you are born again, you have received Christ as your personal Savior. You no longer have to deal with the old nature, the old sin pattern that you came out of, that you and I was conceived in. Now, this is your new life. This is your new attitude. And what I'm going to share with you for the next 15 minutes about teaching you how to renew your mind to this new life that you have right now so that you can enjoy all the benefits, all of the privileges that this new life that you have in Christ Jesus, that your body can experience this new life that you have flowing through you. You can't experience it with an unrenewed mindset. Okay? You can't experience this life with an unrenewed mindset. All right? Now listen. Go with me, uh, uh, Zach, uh, over here <clears throat> to Galatians chapter 2. And look at verse 20. And then go to Galatians 3, 13. Look at Galatians 2, 20. I am crucified with who? That means... I have been put to death. That means the life that I was conceived in that made me a sinner, that made me prone to sickness, poverty, uh, defeat, oppression, depression, all that garbage out there because of one man transgression. We were all byproduct of one man's failure. Huh? Now notice this. So he said, I am crucified. That means you have put to death the nature that caused you to live in sin. The nature, the thing that caused you to live sickly. The thing that causes you to live weak. The thing that causes you to be fearful. Nevertheless, yet not I. Because you be dead. I'm talking about your spirit that was conceived in sin, you no longer have that sin nature. You now have the nature of your heavenly father. The same life that created the heavens and the earth that I showed you in Genesis 1, that is what you have in you now. You have God in you now. That means everything that's wrong with me, everything that's wrong in my life, it's now correctable. Hmm? Same thing about you, Miss Amy. This is not a situation where failure is an option. Hmm? It depends upon who you know and who you hang around. Now my son is sitting back there in that in that in that in that whatever that thing is. Uh, <laughs> that was a young man that came to came to when we were not in this location, was in another location. He had stage four cancer. He can testify. I don't even know the guy. He knows him. But he sent him to come to church. And you can find it on Facebook on one of my 
I was in on Abelson Parkway, and you'll find I was sitting in the front of him. And so for about one hour, I sit right there while teaching church, teaching him. In that one hour, he got up, and he walked out whole. They gave him up. You remember that? What am I trying to say to you? Cancer is a minute thing. We have made cancer so big and we have dramatized it to the place that where fear will grip our heart. And the only reason why fear can grip your heart, and I'm talking about your soul, the only reason why fear can grip your soul is because it has to be exercised in this new way of thinking. See, we are prone that when we hear a negative report, oh my God, oh my God, what are we going to do? Oh God, what, 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 why me? I do all of this. Wrong questions. You're going to die with that. I'm not trying to be funny, but when I have to minister to somebody or walk things out with someone with an illness, I don't play with you. Your life is on the line. And your words, I'm telling you, they will either take you over or hold you in bondage. Let me tell you how serious this is. One man of God, his wife, caught a brain, a brain aneurysm. She was not supposed to come out of that. He would let no one go in that hospital room but the ones he had on that list, and that was a short list, because he didn't need his relatives or church members to help his wife die. Did y'all hear what I said? Why? Because they were filled with unbelief. Hmm? Unbelief is a robber of your faith. Okay? And so therefore, this woman come out of this thing, and she, matter of fact, her name is Trina Hankins. I advise you to look her up. Trina Hankins. Hear her testimony. She holds healing school every Thursday. You can hear. I mean, I'm not trying to take you away from me, but, you know, I just want you to hear. I want to give you somebody, something that you can listen to. Yes, listen to my podcast, but I need you to listen to something that has truth that show you that you need not to be fearful, you need not to be afraid, because this thing, this too, shall come to pass. Let me show you how to do that in the last 20, 20, 10 minutes I have. So watch this. <clears throat> First thing I want you to see, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. So if Christ is living in me, 
And the life that I now live by the faith of the Son of God. So therefore you do have faith because it's his faith that's in you. So I'm not trying to get faith. What I'm doing is I'm lacking knowledge. So I'm t- the, this lesson is to exercise my soulish man, my senses to do what? To come in compliance with this new life that I have that is in Christ Jesus. Because the old software of thinking, it won't receive it. Someone like me hear me speak, he's a fool. He's crazy. Y'all better stay away from him. He's dangerous. But we're the ones that have the victory. Are you following what I'm saying? Okay. Watch this. Okay. Let me give you these verses of scriptures right here to show you. He was a man, uh, Mark chapter what? One, is it one, the man that had uh, full of leprosy? Say Mark 1. Uh, Mark 2. Let's go, before we go to Mark 2, go look at Mark 1, look at verse 40. Mark 1, verse 40. And there came a leopard to him. Anybody know anything about a leopard? Consider unclean, right? Beseeching him and kneeling down where? To him. Who is to him? Come on, talk to him. Who is to him? Jesus, right? Now remember, I want you to tie this scripture in that I just read in Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live not I, but yet Christ live in me. This is the demonstration of the life that you and I possess now. Are you getting this? This is what's in you right now. But you have to open your mouth to activate it by faith. Look at this. This leper came beseeching, kneeling down to him, saying unto him, If thy will, thou canst make me what? Cleanse, right? Look at verse, the next verse. And Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand, watch this, and touched him. Now notice this. No power was released until he said unto him, I will be thou cleansed. Hmm? What am I showing? The same faith that ministered to this man that is, have leprosy is the same spirit and faith that's inside of you right now. The same healing anointing that ministered to this leper. It's the same healing anointing that you've been born again with. You have to activate it by saying. But before you can say, 
you got to renew your mind with this lie, with this word right here, because many don't believe this no more. Many don't teach this no more. And this is the reason why we see so many of people in the body of Christ, they live sickly, they pass on before their time. And notice this, because this is the gospel. This is what set the captives free. And this was what you have in your spirit right now. Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand, touched him, and said unto him, I will. Huh? What did he say? Be thou what? Look at the next verse. And as soon as he had what? Whoa. That means a man didn't get healed unless something was said. Did you catch that? Jesus had to say something. Right? Immediately, as soon as he had spoken, talking about Jesus, the leprosy did what? Whoa. You say, well, that's Jesus. Well, you got his life in inside of you. You got to renew your mindset to that new life that you have that's in you now. The victory that we have in Christ Jesus, yes, it's in there. It's locked in. Let me ask you a question. Let's just say pretend. Now go to Mark chapter Five. I have to close with this. Mark chapter 5, and I'm going to show you about Jairus' daughter and the woman with the issue of blood. These are faith principles I'm giving to you. Meditate on them. Watch this. What if I walked around with just make-believe, peach seed, y'all know what a peach seed look like, right? Kiwi seed, Right? Mango seed, is that right? Apple seed, and I put them all in my pocket. I walked around for about a year. <laughs> Y'all got to excuse some of my people, okay? Now, what if I walked around with it in my pocket for a year? Would it produce The potential is there, isn't it? It's in the seed, right? But what does the seed need? Huh? What else does the seed need? The seed needs dirt. The seed needs the dirt to do what? For germination. Hmm? See, the potential of the apple tree, peach, pecan, whatever I called out, it's in my pocket. But a seed in my pocket not going to do me any good if it don't get in the ground. Well, the seed of God's word for healing, for deliverance, for prosperity, for all the things that belong to us is in your spirit. I call it seed in the barn. But the life of the seed of healing, deliverance, breakthrough, in your spirit, it's not going to do you any good if you can't get it out of there. It has to be planted. The ground will be your heart, your soul, the way you think. 
Your soulish man has to be exercised to this new life, this new attitude that's lived on the inside of you. Because you're living out, each of us are living out of a set way of thinking that we have been exercising in for a very long time, whether it be religious, whether it be political, whatever. Those are things etched on the inside of you, and you are living in them every day without thinking. Those are the type of thoughts I'm telling you that can destroy you. Well, girl, you know, you know, Momon had cancer at a certain age, and she died. Mama had cancer at a certain age and she died. What is it doing? Hmm? Planting a seed in your perception, in your soul of thinking what? She's going to die. Why? Because the senses has not been exercised to this new life that you have in Christ Jesus. It is prone to think, I can't make it. It's too much. Right? What I'm trying to say to you, it is not as hard as it sounds. But in order for you to make the switch, you're going to have to switch off all doubt, all fear, and all unbelief. No one comes around your wife, Travis, with doubt, with unbelief. I don't care if it's your own mama. You got to go, mama. Huh? Are you listening to me? You don't need no one to help you to die. Hmm? Put it up there. Uh, did I tell you how to go? Mark 5. This last couple of verses I got for you. Mark 5. Look at verse 21. And when Jesus was passed over again by ship to the other side, much people gathered unto him and was not unto the sea. Next verse. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus, by name. And when he saw him, he fell at Jesus' feet. And besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Matthew's account says she was already dead. No big deal to Jesus. I'm trying to build some hope on the inside of y'all. I pray thee, come and lay your hands upon my on her that she may be healed and she shall live. Look at this man's faith. Are you seeing this? I want you to pay close attention to this because you only got just a couple of minutes and I really want you to see this. Now, go on down to next verse, 25. And G, the Bible said Jesus come. Verse 25, and there was a certain woman which had an issue of blood for how long? Twelve years. Ladies, you know what that's like. It don't stop. She was considered unclean just like the leper. 
unclean. What caused the blood to stop? The Bible says she suffered many things by many physicians and spent all that she had and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. Keep going. And when she heard of Jesus, so how does faith come? By hearing and hearing and hearing until understanding comes. That means all of my listening is going to be on healing. It's going to be on deliverance. All of my study is going to be on healing. It's going to be on deliverance. Why? Until understanding, until discernment comes where I can discern light. I can discern good from evil. Hmm? Evil just don't always just mean something just evil, but evil just simply means unbelief. It's a robber of your faith. Okay? Watch this. And when she heard of Jesus, she came and pressed behind and touched his garment. Keep going. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be made whole. What do we see the pattern here? She said something. She would have never been healed if she would have never spoke. Look. Go, go. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately knowing what, knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him. The same virtue that you can touch the word tonight will leave from, will leave out of you and it will touch your body. It has to filter through your soul and it will attack whatever sickness, whatever disease, and it will grab it and pull it up by the root and chunk it out of there. The Holy Ghost just fell in here. Why? His job is to confirm Jesus. When he hear the words of Christ, what he did, he shows up and say, who needs healing? Who needs deliverance? Who need a breakthrough? Are you understand what I'm saying? Not showing up for me. He's showing up because of what Jesus already done. And the Bible said that virtue went out of Jesus and he turned about and said, who touched my clothes? Next verse. <clears throat> Go to the next verse. <clears throat> and he looked around to see her talking about Jesus, what, who had done this. And watch this. Next verse. But the woman, fear and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down and told him all the truth. The, all the truth was how she suffered with this, how she lost this, how she lost that. But when she heard of him, she said, I came and pressed in. And notice what Jesus said. Next verse. He said, daughter, thy faith, that means your belief in me has made you whole. So what he told her, go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Now watch this. This is the last part I want you to see. Now go to Luke 849. This is the same story. 
But this is about Jairus's. Look at Luke 8.49. This is the last verse I'm going to give you right here. <clears throat> Same story. While he yet spake, talking about Jesus, to the one with the issue of blood. Watch this. There cometh one from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying to him, Thy daughter is dead. Don't trouble the master. How would that strike you? I'm just, trying to, I'm just trying to put you in a place that not even death itself can stop you from living if someone knows their authority. Are you hearing me? This is about you knowing your authority. If you don't know it, well, then, then the inedible will going to take place. Watch this. Next verse. Look at Jesus. But when Jesus heard it, notice who answered. Notice it wasn't J.R. That's why I say, when you have somebody around you, it needs to be somebody speaking faith. Nobody would unbelief. Notice what Jesus did. He answered him saying, fear not. If Jesus is telling you to fear not, what you think is trying to come to your heart right now? Whatever the report you got, what you think is trying to happen? Fear. Because notice this. Fear is not something that's in. Fear is something that comes from the outside to get in. Not in your spirit, but in your soul. If sickness get in your soul, that's a fight. Your body is one thing, but if sickness get in your soul, that's another thing. Okay? Watch this. Jesus answered him saying, Fear not, believe only, and she shall be what? Made whole. If anybody going to be around you, I don't care what the report is, believe in him who've already been raised from the dead for your justification. Are you getting this? And she shall live. Our faith is not in a man. Our faith is not in a theology. Our faith is in him. Are you getting this? And you can have that faith in him because you already possess it as a born again believer. So you're not trying to get something that you don't already have. You already possess it. I'm giving you knowledge, teaching you how to use what you already got. So you're not going to walk in this thing overnight. You're going to have some battles. Because you're going to have some resistance coming against your understanding, telling you this, telling you that, and you have to be the one to say, shut up in the name of Jesus. I am healed. You might have said that 
a hundred times during the day. What are you doing? I'm putting up a resistance, a resistor. You're resisting what your mind wants to say. That old pattern, that old way of thinking. When we hear about a bad report, oh my God, oh my God, you're fighting against that. No, it's not, oh my God. It's in the name of Jesus. The devil is a lie. I should live and not die. You don't say it. Who else going to say it? Hmm? You may have to say that 1,500 times before you actually really believe that. Okay? Listen, I'm done. I'm going to pray for Miss Amy. I'm not going to pray for you. I'm going to take authority. I'm going to show you how to do it. <laughs> and by faith, when I say by faith, my belief is in the word that I taught. You will walk out of here cancer free. Amen? Amen. So, <clears throat> Come on, Miss Amy, let's, let me pray for you. Let me, let me minister to you. Uh, uh, Travis, you come with her. Now, <clears throat> what I'm going to do here is nothing spectacular. I've done this many, 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 many times. It's not a feeling. It's a belief. But the fight is going to be how you think. The report. I say to you, stay off the internet. And don't let me let anybody come around. You're just trying to find out how they overcame. They know that they, their, their way of overcoming is not for you. You have to see God for you. I love this man. So when he talked to me about that, it never left me. And you, are, you guys are some wonderful people. Okay? The question could say, well, why did this happen to me? How could this have happened to me? That's not even the point. That's why I showed you all of those verses of Scripture. Why? Because sickness, disease is in the earth, not because of what we do but because of who we were are. We were born in sin. What a sin nature. Even though you don't have that nature anymore, it left behind an old man. Anybody understand computers? You have a hard drive, and you have what? Software. The old man left behind the old software. It's still filled with doubt. The hard drive in your spirit, it, it, it won't pick it up. That's the reason why I say before you can speak the word, you have to renew your mind first. Before the word that you speak of healing can come together and minister to your physical body. It's just that simple. Amen? Amen. Okay. <clears throat> 
So what kind of cancer we're dealing with? Okay. All right. <clears throat> so Okay. Get stand before me. And so, <clears throat> say this with me. Father, Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I'm your daughter. I'm your daughter. You paid the price. You paid the for my redemption. For my redemption. Sickness, Sickness and, disease and disease is part of the benefit. Is part of the benefit. Therefore, Therefore I'm, cashing in I'm cashing in on the benefit, on the benefit of, healing of healing and health. And health. Glory to God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Cancer, Cancer. I curse you. I curse you. Go. Go. Die. Die. Now. Now. Healing. Healing. Health. Health. Get in my body. Get in my body. Manifest. Manifest. Now. Now. In Jesus' name. Jesus name. Say, I receive it. I receive it. And I thank you, Father. And I thank you, Father. For it. For it. In right now. Right now. You got it. You got it. I can tell. I know you got it. That cancer is dead in your body. It should not spread. Hallelujah. You should live and declare the glory of God. Now you have to feed on this word. Like I say, as much healing word as you can. You take time and get all the healing scriptures you can. Well, you know, we got them little phones. Oh, I forgot my phone at home. But you, you got, we got them little devices. You can Google. Give me all Siri. I need, give me five, give me ten healing scriptures. Now, they can't, they ain't going to read them out to you, but just they say, this is what I found. You go write them scriptures down, and you read them. In the morning, and you read it. Before you go to bed at night. What is it doing? It's medicine to your body. Okay? I need you 